This podcast is brought to you by CATV, building community in the Upper Valley through media. So welcome everyone to the eighth episode of the Intersections podcast with your host, Michelle. This podcast is intended to promote different voices from the Upper Valley, sharing their experience of community and providing a forum for each participant to be heard without comment or judgment. Our guest today will remain anonymous, and we invite you, listener, to simply listen. So welcome to Intersections. Thank you. I have a question to get us started here, which is simply, what is your personal vision or definition of community? I think it's more about helping, like a group of people helping each other, understanding, you know, the different the difficulties and like the ins and outs of daily life, but lending a hand. I grew up with a mom who is very social and loves to help people. And so I, I grew up with that mindset of like, hey, you know, if you belong to a community, you're going to have that support, that help. and for those that struggle a little bit more than others, relying on other people to, to kind of bring them up or at least get by, basically. Mm. All right. Can you give us a little more detail on what in your experience shaped this vision of community as sort of a helping hand? Sure. So I grew up, you know, in a city where there's just <laughs> so many people, it's populous, but there was a lot of poverty. I recognize at a young age that there was a lot of people out in the streets and my parents used to always tell us like be careful going outside i remember not really learning how to ride a bike because my mom and my dad were pretty restricting in that aspect of like being outside so i recognized that where i was at it wasn't that safe but then as i grew up as i was seeing things my mom used to just like want to help she was involved in like the community. She was involved in school. And with my sisters and I in tow, she would visit a lot. And so if there was a elder couple or just elderly women who struggled, you know, to get some help, she would go and we would go along with her. So I recognized that right away. Like we would think about them, we would pray for them. And then she kind of had that like caregiving aspect to her. So I learned that right away. Like it feels good. All right. Can you tell me a little bit about how you experience community here in the Upper Valley? So right away, my sister was out here and she had friends. (laughs) She had neighbors. And right away, like within the first few days, like I started meeting them and they showed a genuine interest in like where I came from you know, what I was trying to accomplish here. And I really felt like they were willing to give us the resources, I guess, as far as like telling us where to go, telling me, you know, what things I can do. Those type of things were like, oh, this is nice. You know, this is, this is a sense of like, it's not so busy, like, so you can like take in the sites, visit other places. And it was also very, I want to say calming. I came from a very busy city. So the Upper Valley definitely has a different vibe to it, different feeling. So talking to these people that I met, it was just like, 
opening up my eyes for a different experience and I, I was ready for it. And have you yourself built any community? I definitely feel like I tried. Like I definitely got into working right away. Like I, have, I had no time off. I definitely tried. Like I said, I kept in touch with the people I first met and coworkers, you know, since I was working. I met a lot of people who came to the Upper Valley from other places too. And so we had that connection. I think it was definitely harder to maintain due to pandemic and the restrictions. <laughs> there was always that sense of like, are we being safe? I worked in places where it was, you know, there was a lot of people coming in for care. And so I already felt the like constant reminder of you got to be careful. You can't always join in. And for the holidays, it was definitely hard. You want to be mindful of like the distance and if anybody develops symptoms. So I think there was like a cautious phase when, you know, we would suggest let's get together. It was definitely hard to kind of figure it out logistically how that would work. So it sounds like your community building has been very much on the, the personal level and your Yes, on the personal level. I consider myself very social. So it was more of that. Um, I think I was hesitant to really look at resources. Bigger groups of people is what I think it meant to me. And so, like I said, I had to be mindful because I have a, a young child to, to look after. So I think that really drove the cautiousness i guess so it was more logistical obstacles yes but... logistically yes and i felt new to the area so i was hesitant to like go by myself i'd like you to think about a time in your experience here in the upper valley where you felt excluded well i always i think felt like just not being from here that i really didn't get the chance to participate in like outdoor activities the way I really wanted to. I've heard people, you know, would gather and go on hikes. And that's something I definitely want to do. But again, like, I'm not from here. I don't know anywhere. I've heard of places I can go, but I also have a young child. So I have to be mindful of that. Participating in like events, I felt really excluded just because I'm not sure <laughs> of the area. Also, I think it might be that Outside of work, I didn't really have much other than, you know, the first people I first met. I felt like it would take a lot for me to join in. It would be a lot of like energy, a lot of time. I really struggled to find that sense of, oh, I could just join them. It was very rough for me to like go in <laughs> and feel included. It, again, logistically, <laughs> I thought a lot about it and I think it was a barrier. Definitely. How do you think that was challenging for you? In what way? I think maybe finding common ground. I did not feel like there were a lot of single parents. I just never really found that around here. For some reason, I just really struggled to connect with those that have children because they're either in a relationship or they're just not, I guess, on the same kind of exploration. Moving out here struggling with the toddler really mm. yeah that that was definitely harder you know if i wanted to join something i'd have to be mindful of okay well am i taking my daughter or can she come along you know i feel like i struggled and yet i couldn't 
really voice that struggle. You know, what do you do? You can't just like go up to someone and say, hey, you know, do you have children? Uh, what do you do? You know, I just, I felt that it was like, at least here, it was very limited. So how did you navigate that? Like I said, I definitely tried to connect on a personal level with people at work. Outside of work, like I said, it was very hard. I remember trying to like ask around work, you know, like, where are you from? You know, <laughs> get a background. And I think there were like a couple who had similar backgrounds and they were more of like the same type of exploration, I guess. But it didn't work out in the end. For some reason, it just didn't fit where I was at work. I was really thinking about the struggle that I really had. Daycare is a big struggle here that I could not have imagined. I honestly, when I was thinking of coming here, did my research. I felt like I did my research. But to actually find something affordable, to find some stability was definitely a struggle. Sounds like the lack of affordable childcare could be a direct obstacle to... Yeah, feeling a part of the community or definitely, definitely, because as much as I love my daughter, you know, I recognize mental health. That's a big issue. And, you know, I work full time and any free time I basically had with her. And if I wanted to do something, I had to rely on others. And that was definitely hard. Imagining like projecting yourself into future situation, if you were to come up against a similar obstacle in the future, what kind of advice would you have for yourself or what might you want to do differently? I think definitely try to get more of a feel of the way people think their mindset. I think, like I said, COVID was a barrier for me, but for others, it's also do they share the similar mindset of helping others. I feel like I shared my story so much that I was kind of like a broken record. And yet it was like, well, that's just how it is here. You know, instead of like, well, you can do this. I know of this. And it's just that aspect can be scary, but willing to try. Like, I think I, I didn't do enough research on like community resources. I didn't put myself out there the way I wish I did. I think it, it was just a big struggle for me logistically. And I think I was bogged down on that. But if I would have came here with like all these resources, all these tools, kind of thinking ahead of the different personalities, different mindsets, I think I would have been a little bit more prepared to tackle these these differences. Is there anything that you think you might have been able to ask of the community to support you? You know what? I... I think I had a great mentor, I feel. You know, my sister felt very much part of the community. But again, logistically, I think it was kind of like, well, then what am I going to do? You know, like, well, you can't watch her, you know. And so I think I had people or I had someone that was kind of like, hey, these are options for you. But I think I was very hesitant. I think I was hoping for like a group <laughs> that just kind of was ongoing and I got an invitation or something. And recently, I think within the last couple of months, I, I did find that, but for like medical reasons, personal reasons, I could not make it in. Like I said, research, <laughs> really asking around. And 
at work, I feel like I could have been more engaging or asking more questions. I leave here with the sense of like, I was struggling (laughs) and I was just surviving. I was just getting by. And that makes me sad, obviously, (laughs) because I really do enjoy it. And can you tell me a little bit about what you did enjoy? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I love that people here are just, they showed me, apart from a city, this is how you get by, you know, obviously the seasons, the changing seasons and the pace. I think the pace, I really like that. I, I felt like I was independent here, you know, a big contrast to how I grew up. You know, I was, I think I visited my family every chance I got here. It's more of like, you work hard, you can work hard and the opportunities that this area provided. You can be outside and you can really enjoy it. That's definitely something that I learned. <laughs> Being outside is not such a it's not a deterrent because it's not as populated and a lot of the stories that I've heard and it's very different. So I enjoyed that. Slightly different perspective. I'd like you to think about a time in your experience here in the Upper Valley where you felt really included, where you were really valued by the community and you felt you were part of something bigger. I work in this facility that really cares for veterans. I I'm a veteran myself, so everything about that facility is to bring care and to give back. It's been amazing. <laughs> that felt good because it's not just a sense of pride, but it's more of like giving back, giving back to those that really fought. So I felt like, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> not that it's not shown everywhere, but just it's special. It's very special because I feel like the people who really want to care. So I felt really inspired by that. Felt really um, included and kind of like my own community, you know. And that in itself made my experience here that much better. Can you tell me a little more about how you felt in that situation? Sure. I mean, it's one of those things that I think that group is really special and that a lot of them joined when they were young. A lot of them joined right out of high school. They grew up or they went through those experiences at a very young age and later on in life it shows, you know, there there was struggles and they're remembering that time as I do. Yeah, I joined at a young age and I basically grew up (laughs) during my, my years there, you know, building my family and going through life, there are struggles. And getting that care really means a lot. Because I think at one point, once they come back, once they do their tours, and it's a struggle to understand, kind of analyze and see what your role was, or what exactly you learned from that experience. I still look back and I still analyze everything. I think about the people I served with. And so that in itself can be a lot for one person. And so in getting the care and making sure that if I need a hand, that felt nice. People care, you know, people will be there and in every way can have that support in that aspect and not feel like I'm being judged and not feel like I'm a burden just by reaching out for help.
Is there any parallel you could draw between what you experienced in this really inclusive and supportive environment and maybe what you would like to see more of outside of that environment, elsewhere in the community? Just making sure that there are people who care, you know, people who kind of show that empathy and can show that, hey, you know, we all struggle, but being able to receive the help and not feel like a burden, not feel like, oh, hey, you know, I need this, and just being able to be compassionate. I think <laughs> my biggest thing is how I lead my life is compassion and empathy for people. I was looking for that, and I'm not saying that I didn't find it, but it, it's very hard for someone who struggles to really explain that need of compassion. I need you not to say the words, you know, but it's also the way you say them. There was some instances where I couldn't find it, you know, I, I just, I was searching for resources online and I just couldn't really understand, like, the motive behind the lack of them, you know. It's a big deal about the daycare. I think it's a big deal about people who struggle adapting. So, that in itself, I wasn't feeling like that. There are certain groups or certain resources that, you know, it's just for that. A special population of people who really just are looking for just a little help or a little kind of pick-me-up. I think I, I did not feel that. So I would love that to change. I'm curious because the way that you're presenting things, it sounds like you're using the past tense, talking yeah. about the upper valley. So <laughs> I just wanted to acknowledge that <laughs> and maybe ask, do you foresee at some point a return to the upper valley? Definitely. <laughs> I feel like where I worked was such a big part of the reason why I was here. And it's hard to let go. <laughs> it's very hard to like think about well, I felt really included here, you know? I felt really a sense of pride. I am a person that I don't want to focus on just struggles. I want to, you know, be on my own and be independent. And so I think of that. I think of, you know, well, right now it's not a good time, but I can come back to it. So <laughs> there's definitely that. It'll hold a special place in my heart. And I'm wondering, is there anything you're taking away with you from the Upper Valley that you're going to learn from? Oh, definitely. I think not being as afraid as I was, the restrictions, I think, really kind of <laughs> made me afraid or really didn't allow me to explore more or be more open when I do come back. So I feel like it's going to happen. I'm not going to let that stop me. You know, I'm not going to dwell on, oh, well... I'm not included or oh like, I feel like I can come back and like do it and find it you know I think I was very much in a mindset of it's hard it's hard it's hard and I'm just gonna kind of like you know be in my own little space but I think I would have benefited a lot more if I would have been more open to kind of going out there myself <laughs> maybe I don't know the trails but do it on my own and just have my my family tag along <laughs> <laughs> maybe when they're walking yeah. a little more right? <laughs> exactly so 
do you have anything else you want to say or something important that you have on your heart that you want to share? I think I just like really enjoy helping people. I think that's why, you know, I felt like it was such a hard thing for me to deal with because I feel like empathy and compassion are just like the two main things that I was brought up in and just how important it is just to have that for other people and to help others. Like I just feel like that's part of the reason why I'm here or I'm living and kind of like a purpose. Mm, a really important purpose. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that's it. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for joining me today and to our listeners out there. If anyone would like to lend their voice and experience to the podcast, please reach out to myself and my co-creator, Julius. You can write to us at intersections at catv8.org. That is I-N-T-E-R-S-E-C-T-I-O-N-S at catv8, number eight, dot org, O-R-G. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to CATV Podcasts. If you found this episode interesting and would like to find more Upper Valley content at CATV, please visit our website at catv8.org. That is C-A-T-V, the number eight, dot org. You can find all of our podcasts under the Listen section on our homepage.